You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's so good to be together. We are a podcast that you can find on Apple as well as on Spotify by looking up LCF Landmark. Uh, This one in particular is actually not going to be on video. Um, there's a bunch of different things going on today and I simply didn't have the time to get it up uh, on video. So uh, for those of you that listen to the podcast, either on Apple or Spotify, um, this is a special edition. But um, I've been having a thought around um, something that Jesus says in Matthew 24. He's talking about the signs of the end of the age and what we can look for and, and things that are going to happen that are going to alert us to uh, to his impending coming. And I'm, I'm not making any predictions with that. I'm not saying anything with that other than I think that we can find within his words there at the end of Matthew some very relevant um, things for what we're going through with the coronavirus and the uncertainty of where we're in. And specifically, even as it relates to what's happening in the church right now and the myriad of opinions and a scattering, if you will, and the question of what is the church going to look like when it comes back and meaning when things start to return to some semblance of normal. And I think that for many of us, there's an unsettledness with that and we don't know what it's going to look like. And in the midst of it, there's a desire that we really want the Lord to be working in us, that Jesus is doing deep things within us that is um, furthering our dependence on him, taking us deeper in him, growing our relationship with God. And so um, in that, I want to I just talk for a few minutes around where Jesus says in Matthew 24, he says, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And in the past, when I thought about that, and, and I mean, that, that the love of many will grow cold, that, that's been something that's been talked about a lot for a long time. And what does that mean? And what, that, what is that going to look like? And maybe I'm like others. I think that maybe I've, I've thought that there's going to be this sort of very obvious sort of stuff that's going to happen that's going to cause people to fall away and it's going to be very very obvious and there's things that are happening right now uh, with the coronavirus with the the various crises that we're walking through right now in our culture whether it's the racial inequality the financial crisis the pandemic that is starting to make me go is this going to be as clear as we think it's going to be? And is this the love of many growing cold? Is it going to be more deceptive and cunning because that's what Satan is about than we realize? And, and in Ephesians 4, Paul talks about that, that, um, that we need to be growing mature in Christ to guard ourselves against deceitful scheme schemes by human cunning, by craftiness, uh, that that is in the world and is part of Satan's agenda to 
to lead us in directions that are very damaging in our lives. And so I've been thinking about this in relation to the importance of being tethered to scripture in these days. I I just had a conversation with someone this afternoon who knows a lot about faith, but I don't think he would say, and I wouldn't say that he's following Christ. He hasn't made Jesus Lord of his life. And yet it was a very insightful conversation that made me process uh, a lot of things because he's looking at things differently. And, And one of the things that I kept coming back to as I'm thinking about it is the importance of being rooted in the word in these days and knowing what the word says and that it just, it is the foundation, it forms the foundation for us, is so crucial because the love of many growing cold may not be as obvious as we think. And I'm wondering if the possibility of events happening in our world, in our culture, that is just going to lead to this slow erosion. And and you could even argue that we've already been seeing that, but maybe there's going to be more pronounced things that happen that lead to this erosion. And so there is um, words in scripture, there's warnings, there is exhortations to be on guard, uh, and, and that's what Jesus is even saying there in Matthew 24, be on guard. But I want to read something as well out of Philippians that really, really struck me as I was thinking about this. And, and again, where can we go in scripture that, and what can we look to that is going to help us to stay rooted and to stay steadfast in these days and to be alert and and to say even to others around us, to other friends and Christians and to ourselves, listen, be on guard. Paul says, Philippians 2, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God, without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Those words are so striking in the midst of what we're going through. In in a culture that we can be so caught up in ourselves and and there's a question about about where the church is going to go. And there's an aspect where there's a warning here of we need to be working out our, our salvation, our commitment to Christ with fear and trembling. That we're aware that, that how susceptible we are and how vulnerable we are and how we need to stay rooted into truth. He says, Paul says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. God's working in us. And I'm, I'm sort of stealing um, from myself a little bit where I, I, I think I'm going to go here in the next couple of weeks with a message. But this thing about how um, 
we are to shine as lights in the world in the midst of just a messed up generation, in the, in the midst of just very messed up stuff that's happening in our world. And, and it's so hard to work through some of it and to, to understand what's truth, what's not. How do we understand this? How do we work through this? But we are called to shine as lights in the world. It says holding fast to the word of life. Or there's another meaning to that where uh, it could mean holding forth. So there's something in us that that um, that we're holding that's meant to be seen by others, which is interesting because Paul's talking there about how we're to shine as lights in the world. And so there's this thing about holding, like like just holding on to, we're to hold fast and, and not let go and to be committed and unyielding to, to this uh, what God has done in us and what Christ is working in us and holding forth this light within us to be seen by others, which is, it's a big challenge right now. And I think that we can we can feel like th- there's a weight or a pressure that we can feel to that. And I think that part of the Lord would say is, don't, don't feel the weight or the pressure of that. Just Just stay close to me in these days. Stay close because Jesus was getting at when he talks about the love of many will grow cold. It's people who give up hope. It's people who their their love for God, their their heart posture towards the things of God, they just they get distracted. Maybe it's the cares of the world. It's easier just to 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 just stop holding fast to this. It's it's just easier to let go. It's easier to to go along with the flow, to go along with where culture is going and, and, and holding fast to Christ, it's, 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 just, it's going to be hard. But Jesus, he talks about it, about love. He talks about it in a sense of where our hearts are at, our connection, our, our, what's going on in us emotionally, what's going on in us psychologically. It's about whether or not our love is remaining steadfast in him. And I, I, it's striking when, when Jesus speaks to the church in Ephesus in, in Revelation 2, and he, he commends them for some things and, and how, and, and what, and what had been going on in their midst. And he, he says there, um, you know, that, that there was, they, they, they had works, they, they had patient endurance and, and, and they weren't bearing with those who were evil. Um, they, they were, you know, they were enduring patiently. And, and he says, you have not grown weary. But he says, but then Jesus says, but, but there's something that, that is wrong. There's something that you need to address. He says, you have abandoned the love you had at first. The love that defined your relationship with me. The love that defined your passion for me, the love that kept you strong, you've abandoned that and you've given over to other things. And Jesus says to them, remember therefore from where you have fallen, you've fallen, there's something that's happened. Repent and do the works you did at first, he says. And it's such a, it's a rebuke, but it's a gentle rebuke because what Jesus is saying is, it's, it's about your love for me. It's about your passion for me. It's about in the midst of 
of a really depraved and crooked and messed up generation and a society and a culture that just seems to be hurtling into just so many forms of godlessness and and compromise and and all sorts of of ideologies and views that are just so counter to to the ways of God as revealed in scripture and Jesus is saying don't let your love grow cold that this is a heart issue it's about where your heart's at and and so in the midst of of everything going on where it can feel like there's pressure and it can feel like like we're we're having to battle certain forces were and and we are it's principalities and powers how is your heart doing how's your love for jesus doing because at the end of the day that's what matters so that we hold fast to his word we hold fast to truth and we're rooted and we're grounded and we're sustained and upheld by the love of jesus so i want to in that vein i want to pray for us as we Uh, conclude today and as we go forth. Jesus, I want to thank you first for the love that you love us with because it's your love for us and the love that you pour out into us that makes it even possible for us to have love for you and for for us to love others. And so Jesus, we want to thank you for your love that is beyond anything that we can even fathom or even attempt to even uh, there's nothing about it that we could ever truly understand or, or grasp. It's so limitless. And so we want to receive that love today. Wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life, we want to receive the love of Jesus that is so incredible. And we want to ask, Lord, that in these days of trial, in these days of unsettledness, in these days of so many unknowns. Lord, we want to ask that you would help our love not to grow cold. And love, uh, Lord, we we ask that you would help us to uh, encourage others around us to not let their love grow cold, but Lord, to keep on encouraging one another as the day draws near, that we want to stay rooted and grounded and completely connected to, to you and to your love. And so we receive that today and we ask you, Jesus, to help us. We thank you that you love us and we love you. Amen. I want to bless you as you go forth today. Go forth in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We'll see you again.